Okay, can she do it? Um, if you're visiting us this evening, you're very welcome. I don't know about you, but this is my first ever midnight communion. And it's a really strange feeling to be at church at this time of night and to drag yourself out at this hour. So perhaps you, like me, had that slight ambivalence of, you're like, it's cold and it's dark and I've actually still got a few presents to wrap and this has been an exhausting year and it's Christmas. What new thing could there possibly be to learn? So I wanted to talk to you um, about something that came afresh to me around this time last year that I learned um, again. And this is it. It's from uh, what Tanya read to us. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Now, I grew up around church. I have been um, in a lot of nativity plays. I've played the narrator, I've played the donkey, I've played Mary, and I've even played a leopard. Um, so I knew um, this verse. I knew um, how to say Christ the Savior is born. I knew that it said that Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. That was not new information to me. But this time last year, it felt as if I suddenly knew a load of people at the same time who had babies on the way. And like Mary, I started to ponder these things in my heart, to think about how tiny a baby is, how vulnerable, how fragile, how dependent it is on others. In the mystery of the incarnation, God did not just choose to put on human flesh, but he chose the smallest, the weakest, most humble form. The hands that would one day be stretched out for us on the cross were first tiny pudgy fists that could not even grip. He chose to be born a baby in a backwater town in an occupied nation, revealed on the night of his birth to just a few. The Almighty come in humility, the infinite made intimate. And he didn't just appear as a baby, he was born of a woman the same way that you and I were. And I love that Luke, in his slight awkwardness, just writes, the time came for her baby to be born. Um, as if there were not so much physical, emotional and mental endeavor wrapped up in that one sentence. Blood, sweat and tears, meconium, amniotic fluid, vernix. God chose to come incarnate to be born of a woman into the mess and desperation and complexity of this world. Imagine Mary realizing her waters have broken and coming to the understanding that she wouldn't be giving birth at home in Nazareth with midwives she knew and family around her, but in this strange town with um, nowhere to put her firstborn but in a manger. Think of her wrapping the swaddling cloths around him with her hands still shaking from adrenaline and exhaustion. A real woman, probably a teenager, woman who slept and ate, who doubted and sometimes lost patience, who was alternately full of questions and full of faith, doubtful and faithful, hopeful and fearful. We believe that the incarnation was God's great plan for humanity. The cross, our redemption, the resurrection, all of it, we believe, was his inevitable purpose to bring us back to him. But because of that, we can forget what a courageous choice Mary made when she said to the angel, I am the Lord's servant, let it be to me as you have said. 
She had, of course, some understanding of what she was saying yes to. The angel said, um, you will give birth to a son and he will be the Messiah. But how could she understand the whole of it? How could any parent? Some friends of mine um, started fostering a baby quite soon after its birth. And two years later, this Christmas, they've just found out that they will be adopting her and bringing her home as their daughter. No matter how much room they've made in their lives, what could prepare them for that? No matter how prepared you are, it will still overwhelm you. Mary didn't just say yes to uh, pregnancy and giving birth to Jesus. She said yes to all the frustration and joy of parenthood, to the sorrow of watching him die, the triumph of the resurrection, the thrill of Pentecost, and presumably um, to discipleship and martyrdom herself. We're used to seeing Mary looking terribly passive and serene, someone who all this just happened to. Um, But I prefer this picture. There we go. Obviously, um, these figures aren't historically accurate, but I wanted to show you this because of what they're portrayed to be doing. So on the left, you have Eve, um, the symbol of humans turning their backs on God, and she stands ashamed, head bowed, cheeks aflame. And the tail of the serpent is wrapped around her ankles still, symbolizing the slavery of sin and death. And on the right, Mary, lifting up Eve's head, putting Eve's hand to her bump as if to say, not long now, your salvation is coming, feel him kicking. And look at Mary's feet. The story goes that a descendant of Eve would be struck by the serpent, but that same descendant would crush its head. And Christ, by his death and resurrection, was the one to disarm the powers of this world, to overturn the law of sin and death, to deliver us from captivity. If we are in Christ, there is no one left to condemn us, no more reason to be ashamed. We are about two minutes from commemorating the dawn of our redemption. And maybe you feel like it's too late, and you're unprepared, and you're not ready, and you haven't thought it through enough. But it doesn't matter. It's not too late. God longs for us to realize that we are sought after and cherished and loved. Maybe this year you are in desperate need of hope. You need, if you're comfortable with me using this metaphor, to put your hands there and feel a baby kicking. You need to hear that your salvation is here. So we drag ourselves out to church on Christmas Eve to remember that Christ was born into this world that he is the kindness and love of God in the flesh who arrived to save us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Our calling is not that different to Mary's. We, like her, can receive Christ in our hearts and lives. We too can can open our hearts to God without having to know every detail. We too can be witnesses to his love, can say to others, look, here he is. I know it's a lot to ask, but just for the next 20 minutes, don't think about the presents you've still got left to wrap or food to cook or make any grand New Year's resolutions. Come and receive the love of God. Come and give yourself to him as he has given himself to you. Say yes to Christ being born in you. Ask him to come and abide with you as your Lord. And if you're wanting someone to tell you good news, uh, let me summarize with the words of this old carol. 
He that comes despised shall reign. He that cannot die be slain. Death, by death, its death shall gain. Therefore sing glory to the infant king. Weakness shall the strong confound. By the hands in babe clothes wound, Adam's chains shall be unbound. Therefore sing glory to the infant king. Amen.